Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valencita, who's on the line. Good morning, Valencita. It's Grateful Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, Grateful Deborah Evans. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, too. Thank you. Thanks. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valencita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling to clear victory. This is Alicita, who's on the line. Good morning. Thank you for calling to clear victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. It's Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Sister Tracy. Good morning. Good morning. Can I put in a prayer request really quickly? Yes. Okay. I am um, ready. Ask, okay. Um, I'm asking for prayer for Karen, K-A-R-E-N. Her last name is Zumphrey. It's spelled Z-U-M-P-S-E. <clears throat> She's my best friend, and they had diagnosed her with stage four cancer and oh, I shouldn't say, uh, stage 4C and um, she was under uh, aggressive treatment and went into a coma um, I found out yesterday. She went into a coma Monday so I'm just asking everyone to continue to lift her up in prayer. We know God is able and he's in charge. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Good morning. And I'm just, thank you for sharing that and I just want to make sure I spoke the last name correctly. Is that Z-U-M-P-S-E? Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you so much for letting us know. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you too. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you. Happy Wednesday, Sister Yvonne. Yes, God has got our back. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Good morning, Ms. Carla. Good morning, Carla. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valencita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, V times two. This is Bubbly. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Bubbly. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Catherine. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Catherine. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. This is Monica. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Monica. Good morning. 
Good morning, it's Pretty Patrice. Good morning, Pretty. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, Valuable. Morning, family. It's Rochelle. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Wednesday. And I think I heard Kedra. Happy Wednesday, Kedra. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacito. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Happy Wednesday. This is Cynthia. Good morning, Cynthia. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Have a blessed day. Thank you. You too. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacito. Who else has joined us? Hey, baby. Speedy. Blessings to Ashanti. Thank you so much, and I love you. I appreciate you. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Elisita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Elisita. This is Lucille. Good morning. Thank you so much. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Happy Wednesday. Thanks. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Good morning, Krishanda. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to continue joining us daily during June when our new monthly theme is entitled Order. This means that all of our declarations will be focused on us understanding order according to the mind, heart, and will of God. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through your PayPal account at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through your cash app at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. 
We have one new prayer request from the app, and that's from Rosanna. And she is requesting prayer for her mom. Her mom is having surgery tomorrow. And she's asking us to pray that the infection has not spread to her bones. So we'll lift up Rosanna's mom. We also have one spoken prayer request, and that's from Sister Tracy. She's asking for prayer for Karen Zumsey. She has been diagnosed with stage 4C, and um, she's been undergoing an aggressive treatment. However, she has um, she is now in a coma. So we're just going to pray for complete healing for Karen, because we know God is our healer. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sonia. The declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise by Sonia. Declaration by Dion. And then closing comments will be hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is Colossians chapter 2, verse 5. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit. Join and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. We also ask that you maintain your volume and tone of your prayers to a reasonable level to not pray over the prayer warrior's voice as they are leading us to the throne. Thank you for your participation and cooperation. I now pass the call to Sonia. Thank you. Abba Father, I give thanks to you unto this morning, and I thank you for your great gifts that you have given us on this day, Lord God. I thank you for the life that we have right now, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that it is you that sustain us at this moment, my Heavenly Father. So, Father God, as I humbly but boldly come before thee, Lord God, I bring those before thee that have asked for prayer, Lord God. I thank you for Rosanna that has thought and been mindful, Lord God, to bring before thee, Lord God, the one that she has asked for prayer, my Heavenly Father. We pray that the infection does not increase, Lord God, but that you make a decrease, Lord God, that your hand steals it, Lord God, and that eradicates it and removes it, my Heavenly Father, the only way that you know how, my Heavenly Father. Lord God, I thank you for Tracy, who is so mindful, Lord God, and so heartfelt, Lord God that the one that she has asked for that cancer no longer spread, Lord God, that you eradicate it, and Lord God, we know that it is illegal, Lord God, that it no longer belongs in the body of the one that it is in, Lord God, that it no longer gives life and, and takes tries to take away the life, Lord God, that you will heal to the marrow of the body, my Heavenly Father, because you are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Lord God. So as we stand right now, Lord God, where we are, Lord God, in the name of your son, Christ Jesus, Lord God, we know that the blood gives life and we know that the blood that it speaks life, my Heavenly Father. So as the blood continues to speak life right now, my Heavenly Father, Lord God, and we have opened up our hearts and our minds, Lord God, we give you thanks, Lord God, for what you are doing and what you are already doing and have done, Lord God, and that you're going to continue to do right now, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. And as you increase our steps this day, my Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you that you have opened up our eyes to see evermore, my Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord God, that you have opened up our ears to hear evermore, my Heavenly Father. And we thank you, Lord God, that you are using our mouths to speak, Lord God, those things that we have already seen. We thank you for opening up our mouths to speak those things that will come to pass, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. So on this day, Lord God, for the order that you have set for this day, Lord God, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts 
be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are our strength and our redeemer, my heavenly Father, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you have set a table before us, Lord God, and you have prepared it, Lord God, this day, Lord God. And as we push back from those things that would hinder us from hearing from you, Lord God, and we draw nigh to thee, Lord God, as you pour the water out on us, my heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, that it will nourish us to the marrow of our bones, my heavenly Father, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are who you are in our lives, my heavenly Father, Lord God. We thank you for strengthening us from every leaning side, my heavenly Father, Lord God. We, I thank you for those that did not ask for prayer, but that are in need of prayer, Lord God. I thank you for standing in the gap for us right now, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. I thank you for giving us every grace, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that you are who that keeps us, Lord God, from things that we do not need, my Heavenly Father. And I thank you for being the provider, Lord God, right now, Lord God. And I thank you, God, at this moment, Lord God, that you will open up doors, Lord God, for us, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you will open up windows for us, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you are right on the walls of our hearts, Lord God what we need to know, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. I thank you will increase our mind, Lord God. I thank you will increase in our hearts, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. And I thank you for the love that you continue to give us, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. I thank you for the joy that you continue to give us, my Heavenly Father. I thank you for the joy that you continue to give us, my Heavenly Father. I'm going to repeat it once more. I thank you for the joy that you continue to give us, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. I thank you for the comfort, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. I thank you for regulating our mind right now, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. And as we take our phones off of you, Lord God, I thank you that when we open up our mouths, Lord God, we will declare your word in the earth, Lord God. Oh, thank I thank you, you we will declare it, Lord, thank my you. heavenly Father, so that heavenly hearing comes to the third realm, my heavenly Father, Lord God. We will sing a song, Lord God, over the kingdom, my heavenly Father, Lord God. I thank you, God, that it was healed, Lord God, in ways that it would only be done, my heavenly Father. I thank you, Lord God, that it would give people healing, Lord God, Thank you. 
also to keep us before his throne. There is absolutely uh, a word from the Lord this morning. I thank God for even this uh, this month's theme and what he is doing in and through it. I'm sure if you were on the line yesterday, you were not only blessed, but encouraged, inspired, empowered. And I wanted to do this really quick, um, simply because we forgot to do it on yesterday. Um, I'm going to post Rev K's cash app handle. Um, there were so many of you all that were blessed on yesterday. She planted seeds that were beyond amazing. And I believe it's her cash app is the official Rev K. Uh, Reverend Kathy, if you are on the line, if you would just confirm and send me your cash app, I would greatly appreciate it. For those of you that may have never sown, I'm not asking you to send anything to declare victory, but I know that yesterday many of you are empowered. And again, I believe her cash app handle is the official Rev K. Um, And that's just on, I don't don't know any of her other giving handles. but I know we, we did not do that yesterday, and it was really important that I said that. So anyway, good morning again, guys, and, and welcome. I am uh, beyond excited about what God is doing. Um, I, I believe that some things are happening in and through us uh, that not only we have zero control over, but I believe that they are direct orders, specific orders from the King of King and the Lord of Lords. I believe that God is um, really doing a new thing as the world begins to open up and things begin to take shape um, very different than what we had known in times past. It's almost as if everybody has had more than enough of business as usual, but people are really um looking for God. They're looking for him to show up. They're looking for him to do some new things in and through them. Um, People are, I think, uh, a little bit over the top with um, let's just do what we've always done in a hope to see something different. I think people are past that. I think we all have some desires to do something different according to uh, what is written of us. And this morning, I just want to kind of paint a picture. Um, I know that you guys are probably sick and tired uh, of, of, of me and my story, but isn't it funny how God will allow you to experience some things in an effort to empower those that are around you. Isn't it just like him uh, to be majestic in all of his ways and in sight of what you think or how you feel? All things are happening according to what is already written of us. I, I use some of the same scriptures all of the time because what I've come to realize is that um, God's agenda very seldom looks like our idea of what things should be. God's uh, uh, infinite power is often stifling and stammering. It will cause us to um, 
really submit to his will, if you pay attention to the order and the structure of God, uh, as we've all been on this journey, for some of you, you guys are very new to the call, you're new to um, the ideas and and the freedoms that we talk about. Uh, you, you may not have ever been uh, connected to or um, governed by a, a church or a, a body or a group of people who, for real, I believe that uh, this is going to be a season where some of the orders and commands of God are going to blow the hearts and the minds of people in such a way um, that it's going to shake some things. And I, I believe that a lot of that for me has been much of my quote unquote trouble. Uh, some people would consider uh, some of the things that, that I've been through um, unlivable. But how many of you know that even the things that you feel like uh, are too much or overwhelming or uh, heartbreaking or life altering, those things God put in place uh, as part of your orders and ordinances, your instructions or uh, the things that were specifically designed uh, to cultivate what he has for you to do. I, I remember being a new believer and not necessarily uh, knowing what to expect or how to expect it, thinking that if I gave my life to Christ, that things would get simpler. Well, I think we all know uh, that that's not necessarily the case, that it doesn't get easier um, and, and that most times, it is uh, a painful process to get to that. Uh, and I, I promise I'm going to share a word in just a moment. But I just want to paint uh, a, a little picture for you guys. And hopefully uh, somebody that's in the middle of a crisis uh, will remember to keep going. I promise you win if you don't quit. Uh, as I begin to share, I want to give you something this morning uh, just to keep at the forefront of your mind today at 10 a.m. Um, Josiah has an MRI. Uh, his MRI is to determine the status of all that we went through in an effort to, quote, unquote, um, establish what would be a cure for him. So at 10 o'clock this morning, that two-month stint in San Francisco uh, will provide us with bragging rights. <laughs> and, and when I say that, I say that because I, I absolutely need for them to give me a letter that declares that he is well. I don't I don't want them to just say, I, you know, this is amazing. Imagine uh, being 13 years old, being diagnosed uh, with a condition that people declared you would never, ever survive. Uh, as I looked at my memories, Facebook is so amazing at reminding us how far God has brought us from. Hallelujah. It is the most um, 
humbling thing to know that five years ago, who I was uh, has been converted. Five years ago, uh, the, the way that I thought about certain things, even my ability to trust God uh, through much trouble, hallelujah, uh, God has refined how I feel about who he is to me. Isn't it something that he would use pain and problem to create and produce uh, fine, fine pressure, pressure that will change how you perceive a thing, how you understand a thing, how you hold a thing in your heart. God used my pain uh, to refine my process. I can remember the very day that I got the phone call um, that my son couldn't, he couldn't figure out what was happening. I, I remember hearing his voice and I knew something was wrong in his head. My steps are always ordered. <clears throat> I hung the phone up immediately and ran directly to uh, my car. I don't think I stopped at stop signs or stop lights stoplights, but by the time I got to my child, uh, his arms were bent up as if he had had a stroke at 13 years old. His words were thrown off, and all I could think to myself is, oh, my God, <laughs> what what is this, and what am I to do in this situation? My steps were ordered. We get to the hospital and initially they see that uh, something has happened. They, they didn't know what it was and they happened to do a CAT scan. As they did that CAT scan, uh, the doctor came and told me his brain is flooded. We have to immediately take him to Children's Hospital for emergency surgery. And I'm thinking to myself, but God, I've been doing what you asked me to do. I've been saying what you asked me to say. I've been going where you asked me to go. And I literally, as I am uh, sitting here thinking, I remember thinking, what more could you possibly want? Who would have known that my steps were ordered? Who would have known that his steps were ordered and that he would be ordained to bring order to my life on a level that I would never understand. I, I remember the, the feeling of immense fear as the process began to unfold. My steps uh, were ordered. I, I didn't know what to ask the doctors. I didn't know how to uh, navigate the conversation and the medical terminology. I, didn't know the difference between hematology and oncology, didn't have an idea of what it looked like to deal with a radiologist or an anesthesiologist. I, I didn't know what it would feel like uh, as we went through this process. And uh, finally, we get to the children's hospital. They do an additional MRI and they say, ma'am, it's not just this head. The tumor spans. 75% of the child's body, my steps, were ordered. Just like you and you and you and you, we were living our lives of regular little old 
simple life, just trying to, quote unquote, kind of please God with coming out of the pandemic. And my steps were ordered. I, I, I was thinking to myself, um, who has to deal with this kind of stuff? And why, out of all the people in the whole universe, why would you choose my child? Why, why would I have to go through this? God, it's a whole bunch of ratchet people out here doing any and everything. And so uh, I'm going to read Exodus, the third chapter. Uh, the reading is a little bit lengthy, but I promise if you, if you listen real good, we're going to go somewhere. Exodus, the third chapter. Uh, and hey, come on. Okay, there we go. All right. And I'm going to start. Sorry, one second. Actually, I'm going to go. Let me go to two. So go to Exodus, the second chapter. And starting at verse one, and there went a man of the house of Levi and took a wife, a daughter of Levi, and the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him there three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of Brussels and dabbed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein. And she laid it in the flags by the river's bank. And his sister stood afar off to wit what, what would be done, to, to see what would be done with him. So it says, to wit what would be done with him. This is the King James Version. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down and, uh, to wash herself at the river. And her maiden walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw a child, and behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrew children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, now listen, then said his sister, Moses' sister, to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go? and called to be a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, take this child away, nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it, and the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses, and she said, because, hallelujah, I drew him out of the water. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of 
his word that again was Exodus, the second chapter, first through the 10th verse. Can you imagine? And, and I can, because now I can relate the order uh, and the structure of God. I find it hard to imagine that even as the story itself unfolds, Moses' mother never had a name. Pharaoh's daughter never had a name. The maiden never had a name, nor did Moses' little sister have a name. Their names were not important, but the order of what transpired was. How they would navigate this situation, I, I can imagine Moses' mother in that moment, if you go back and you read Exodus, the first, first chapter, uh, Pharaoh had given an instruction that the midwives would attend to those Hebrew women that were having children. And if, in fact, a man-child was born because of the order that was issued, the man-child would be murdered. Well, Moses' mother was sharp, and she had a plan. She had uh, a thought process that would not only revolutionize the world, but it would lend to a specific order in history and time. In Genesis, the Abrahamic covenant was established, and here this little baby would be the beginning of the Mosaic covenant. He had no idea that when he was born, his life was designed to change nations for generations to come. Similar to Abraham, when God gave him order and instruction to lead his country and his kindred, uh, here this child was born to transform all that he came in contact with, the order of God. Imagine this. What if the order had not been issued uh, to kill all of the men child? What would have happened? Would there be a Mosaic law? But because God does things in order, he always does that which we don't understand. You, you know it's got to be tough to hide a hollering baby, especially if he's hungry or wet and if he needs to be attended to. But Moses' mother was so sharp. She had uh, worked out the details. I, I can see the little baby underneath the sink in a basket uh, during the course of the day when he was crying. She never took him outside uh, to play. Who would have thought that I'd be in side of a house for five years consistently to the degree of almost tippy-toeing back outside when I came. Isn't it something that the little girl, without paying attention uh, uh, audibly, you couldn't tell that she was watching and observing. She must have been, uh, had to be about eight seven, eight years old, and uh, there was something on the inside of her. She had an internal instruction, internal order was winding down on the inside of her. God made her specifically uh, have a, an affinity for her baby brother. I can see uh, Pharaoh's daughter in uh, the Nile there uh, rinsing herself off while her maiden kept watching forever. Somebody needs to mute their phone. I, I 
I assumed that the maiden had seen uh, the baby and, and asked the question, uh, should I go get a handmaid when Pharaoh's daughter realized this is a Hebrew baby? <laughs> In the order of God, something, there was a level of compassion that she felt for him because she could have just sent him to be killed. Isn't it uh, uh, mind-blowing how God's order and instruction cannot be avoided? I don't care who you are. Here, this baby um, has been... Uh, uh, put immersed into water that uh, cows bathed in, that people washed up in, that alligators and crocodiles and bugs. This, this mother had to have the wit to release her baby into the earth, <laughs> into this water, uh, in hopes that the, the basket didn't topple over wishing and praying down on the inside of herself, Lord, please let this work. Lord, please let this work. Lord, please let this work. I can remember sitting on the side of my baby's bed and after one surgery and the next surgery and the next surgery, I'm thinking to myself, God, please let this work. Not just to heal my baby, but I know that this is not for not because you order our And now here, as the maiden draws the baby out of the water and the basket is opened, he survived the Nile. He survived three months being hidden. Can you imagine what kind of uh, uh, attachment disorder that child must have had? If they had to hide him, I, I know she held him and nursed him. I know, you know, she did certain things, but there were times where the baby would have to be shushed or lulled or um, things in order to keep him a secret. It's like God knew that I was designed to put my baby in a basket. And it may not have been a, a basket of a physical kind, but 445 Phoenix Circle has been his basket. Even as he ventures out into the world, mom, I'm going to go do so-and-so and such-and-such. -and -such. He's 18. I'm not used to that. I'm used to the, the, the older ones who be like, all right, mom, I'll be back. <laughs> that basket preserved so much of his innocence, so much of um, him having the ability as a child to make bad decisions. That basket represents so much for so many. It was ordered. By God, I, I, I remember uh, uh, getting specific downloads of what to say and how to say it, what books to read, what to understand, what to acknowledge, what to know. And here it is that I can see my life in the life of Moses' mother. She did what she had to do to protect her child. But can you imagine being his mother with ordered steps? Steps that are specific, that if this hadn't happened, then that wouldn't happen. If this hadn't happened, then that wouldn't happen. If this hadn't happened, then that wouldn't happen. All these things, and now here it is that she's been ordered. She's been ordered to nurse her own child and to be paid for it. <laughs> For the last five years, 
last five years, I, I, I had to, and I, this is this is me um, um, sharing some things. And and for some, you may not be able to handle this, but I need you to get it. When your steps are ordered, do you realize that God will supernaturally superimpose every single thing that you need? on you and into your life because he's a God of order, because he's a God of structure, that even trouble, this was troubling. You're a mother, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that by the time that baby came out of that basket, uh, Moses's mother's breasts were probably engorged, that even if the daughter hadn't been there, if they had sent the handmaiden, they would have seen her breast leaking. Hallelujah. And that's uh, El Rohi, El where God is the many-breasted one. Do you understand that every single thing that you need is in him and it's all ordered? For the last five years of my life, I've had to wait on every single instruction. I've had absolutely no control over anything. Moses' mother didn't have control over the order that was set in the earth to kill the men children, but she had the wherewithal because God ordered her steps to protect not just the baby, but the nation, the generations, the you and the me of today that still refer to the Mosaic law that still refer uh, to the life of Moses. And for the last five years, not only has he provided for me, but it doesn't make sense because it was ordered, right? I found it funny that Pharaoh's daughter never asked the little girl where she came from or who she belonged to. I also found it strange that nobody asked the question uh, when when they went and got Moses' mother, well, where's your baby? If you still nursing, if you still have milk to supply, where's the baby that goes to the milk that you supplying for this this little boy? Right, but the little girl, because steps were ordered, the little girl already knew what to do. I find it strange that as we go through our processes as we um, begin to, to stretch out in faith and, and really ask God the questions. It was in this hard place where he says, if you ask the right questions, I'll give you the right answers. That little girl interjected to uh, the king's daughter, keeping in mind that she was a Hebrew. She shouldn't have even technically been around. You know, she, she should have just been playing in the, the tan bark park. But because of ordered steps, the baby was in the right place at the right time. Nothing was out of order, even in a hard place. But moreover, can you hear uh, Pharaoh's daughter saying, oh, look what I found. I found me a little baby like he was a baby doll or a toy. Uh, she had no idea uh, of what he would be or how he would be coming. And here it is that... Um, his mother, uh, unsure of anything, having already released her child, having known that now he or she's been 
absolved of her duty, but God is so gracious and kind that he gave her a season to bond with the baby. So I had to become Moses's mother and see myself in her shoes. I'll do whatever, hallelujah, whatever it is that I have to do to make sure that his life has substance, to make sure that he is not a casualty of uh, bad instruction, bad uh, orders, bad ideas. I will do whatever it is that I have to do. And if it means that I have to sacrifice uh, him calling me mama <laughs> for the rest of his life, I I'll do just that. I, I had questions. It was here that I interrogated the text and I, I wondered what she called the baby. What was his name before his name was Moses? Because surely if she had to wing him off, of his breath as I literally had to wing my child off of depending on me for everything in every single second, the simple things, because our steps were ordered for this season. I started to ask, I wondered, did she call him? Uh, uh, I know she didn't call him Little Mo because he hadn't been named that yet, but I can see um, her loving and nurturing and caring for this baby in such a way that as she did so, he was becoming, even in that moment. But then I had to imagine her walking him down the hill to go to his new home where he would have a new name. Uh, I, I can see her ushering him to Pharaoh's daughter and handing him over. I can feel the anguish with every step. It was like walking down the hospital halls, not knowing if the boy would come out of the surgery well, not knowing what the end or the outcome would be, having listened to what the physician said, expecting that any day he would die. I'm sure Moses' mother had no idea what the end result would be. So imagine trying to hand over a child that not only have you birthed, but that you nurtured and cared for. And this is even for those that have quote unquote lost a child. I need you to get that every single step that we take every single day in line with kingdom living and kingdom authority has already been ordered Moses's life had to be protected differently. And who would have known that a little child uh, could bring such transition by ordered steps? She handed the child over and immediately Pharaoh's daughter says, and your name shall be called Moses because I drew you out of the water. Do you not know that every single ordered step that you have is to be perfectly in line with that which God has ordered, not just for your life, but for the lives of generations to come? We, we had no idea that we would be watching this, this child's life uh, be a, a light. We had no, I had no idea that by the time this was all said and done, that people that had lost hope began to believe again. I, I had no idea that even I was quote unquote strong. Now Moses's mother was strong. <laughs> 
she was strong, but she was also ordered. She was mandated. She was uh, absolutely assigned to his life. It takes a different type of thought process. It takes a different type of understanding for some of the trouble that we will experience in our lives. But I need you to know that it was ordered. I had no idea what the pain of the process was working down on the inside of me. I had no inkling and no clue that here we are uh, almost five years later uh, and I get to see a second stage walk. I remember jumping through hula hoops trying to make sure that he could walk the stage in middle school and how important it was to me because I never thought that he would walk another stage again, y'all. I, I didn't I didn't think that. But because my steps are ordered, he used all of our trouble, quote unquote, for my test in operating in ordered steps. There are things that you have experienced that make absolutely no sense to you. I know that Moses' mother had to be scratching her head. You know, I know she didn't have a quote-unquote plan to be the one that was gifted with the opportunity to nurse her child and to rear him. I can see that as he grew up, I'm sure with the bond that they had because of the time that she spent nursing him, she would see him in the field and blow him a little kiss. Listen, I'm not physically mothering you, but I'm your mother and I absolutely love you in all of our processes. God has given us every single thing that we need down to provision. God has provided for me in such a way that I don't have words to explain it. Isn't it something that Pharaoh's daughter said, you come get your child. <laughs> you nurse him. You do what you was going to do anyway, and I'm going to pay you. She didn't have no question. She didn't ask, well, is this your child, and how did he escape the sword? It was just a known fact that it was her responsibility to care for this baby. I never thought you could put cancer and care in the same sentence. I had no idea that these ordered steps of mine would include uh, chemotherapy and radiation treatment and multiple doctor's visits for years. Who does this? What does this come from? Where where does this happen? And I, I began to think about Moses' mother. And for years, she had to watch someone else take care of her son in her face. Here, I have to look at the, the white coat. Honey, I hate a good white coat. I appreciate them. <laughs> but with ordered steps, you understand that um, sometimes it takes more than just who you are to parent. And, you know, cancer has been part of my child's rearing process in real life. I never thought that I would thank God for the affliction, but because I understand today that all of our steps are ordered, not to mention all the other things that transpired during the process. But don't consider trouble or trauma or hurt or pain as the end of your story. I'm telling you, God is writing something far greater than you may ever understand. 
These ordered steps have lended to my heart being tenderized. These ordered steps have yielded intercession for you and your family, for those that I'm surrounded with, for strangers and nations and all kinds of different things. This uh, trouble was ordered by God. It was ordered to refine us and to define us, to cause us to agree with God's plan for our lives. God never makes a mistake. The reality is for real. The steps of a righteous man are instructed, are ordered, are defined, are um, specifically ordained for us to live out. And sometimes it doesn't look like what we think it should look like. But, but what I've learned and am consistently learning is that all things are working together for the good of them that love him and are called according to his purpose. When your life has purpose, even when you don't recognize it, even before you're awakened to the reality that you've got stuff to do, God is at work. There is legislation happening right now in the jurisdiction of heaven. There are things being uh, uh, instructed and ordered on your behalf. I, I never knew that uh, uh, sickness would be ordered to make my heart the heart that God needs to do kingdom building work. I, I had no idea that uh the pain of the process of not knowing what was going to happen and wondering each month, literally, what, what, what am I doing now, Jesus? What are we doing now? To getting to a place where, you know, I can't control none of it. Like Pharaoh's mom. I mean, I'm sorry, like Moses' mom. Moses' mother was like, listen, this is the instruction. I watched him kill all these other kids, but not mine. Mine will not only survive, uh, but whatever I got to do to make sure he thrives, I'm going to send him to a place. She could have continued to hide him, but certainly they'd be found out. She, it's, it's like the timing of the Lord was impeccable. Who can, uh, uh, who can deny or avoid or, or unless something is absolutely the matter with you, who cannot love or care for a little bitty baby? God is so wise that he ordered her heart to feel a compassion uh, to not just uh, pull the baby out of the water, but I want you as my own. Who would have known this little Hebrew boy would grow up in the palace speaking both languages, that the trouble, the separation from his mother would yield in him what he needed to change a nation not too long after that? keeping in mind that Moses didn't even become who we uh, refer to as, right, the father of the law. He, he didn't become that until he was 83 years old. Who would have known how significant this infant story would be from a place of trauma or trouble where he escaped death? He escaped uh, the sentence of the king of that land. He escaped poverty because he went from uh, being a pauper to living in the palace. Who would have known that those ordered steps would orchestrate what we see as uh, the Mosaic law today and as we know him as the deliverer? He would later save uh 
Israel, and while he didn't make it into the promised land, we wouldn't have the stories that we have to tell about kingdom living and what it looks like to live in a wilderness, what it looks like to hear from God, what it looks like to go from hearing from God in a pillar by day and a cloud by night. We, we, we wouldn't know all of those things had it not been for Moses' mother following order and instruction and putting her baby in harm's way to save him. There were so many times I had to make difficult decisions on a dime and all I could say was, God, give me wisdom in how to move. Give me wisdom in how to care for my kids so that everything that he was designed to be, that you will get the glory out of his life. And as we venture into today's doctor's appointment, I am not hopeful just that he is well, because he's fine. He's been moving around all that he's been through. He couldn't see just a few weeks ago, and now he can see. He couldn't walk just a few weeks ago, and now he can walk. He didn't have feeling in his feet just a few weeks ago, and now he's driving. All these different things that, that were ordered already by God. And now today here we go to uh, have this conversation with physicians, oncologists, hematologists, neurologists. There were so many ologists around me. Uh, I had to learn what their function was. And here this uh, this mother had taken the time to to watch and to look, not knowing that the king's daughter would be the one that drew him out of the water. She took a chance because her steps were ordered. And so today in my good ordered steps, I'm going looking for a written miracle so that I can say that what the doctors said, their initial idea, their initial concept was thwarted by the orders of God. I can't wait to see uh, what my baby would be. It might be uh, based on Hebrews, the 12th chapter, where I'll be the mini cloud of witnesses. I, I am praying to see in my lifetime why God would select him for a season as such. But I'm so grateful that he was gracious enough, that he was kind enough to give me the gift of a sick child to ensure that not only would I never, ever leave him, but that I would stay in his face, that I would stay before his throne, that I would consistently run hard, fast, after him because I need a miracle and not just for me and not just for my baby, but I need people to believe that miracles still happen, but sometimes they don't necessarily look like what you think. I know, and you know that as we listen to that story, that Moses' mother experienced a miracle. Her son didn't just escape death. He escaped it a couple of times, and he did it in such a way that it revolutionized how we view life and history and um, order and structure and spending time with God. Moses has been catalytic in how I understand who God is. Moses has been instrumental in helping many of us identify our Egypt. Moses has been so many things and showed us so many things and helped us to understand so many things about order and operation. I'm grateful that I was afflicted in an effort to demonstrate what it looks like when you trust God's orders. 
when you trust his instruction, when you trust what it is that he has for your life and everything and everyone connected to it. So listen, with with that said, I pray that something that I shared will grab a hold of what you consider a bad situation and superimpose God's idea on what your trouble is lending to, even though you can't understand it, you don't you don't get it, it doesn't make sense. I promise you, every single thing is ordered and it's all working for you. Amen. Amen. And thank God. So listen, now is the time that's set aside simply for us to um say good morning. And welcome you to the call. If you joined a little late, now's your time. Good morning. Good morning. God morning. Praise good morning, God. Diane. Good morning, Please. Diane. And I, I heard a gentleman. Who was that? I'm not a gentleman. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hey. This is Brother Rita. <laughs> hey, Rita. I'm sorry. Good morning. That's quite all right. I get that. Morning. Morning. I get that frequently. I'm just glad I, this morning. I do. I have to. I have to have this testimony if y'all can give me a minute. Reverend Cassie, so let's, yesterday. Let's hold, hold on one second, Rita. Okay. Let's, All right. let's do that. Well, good right morning. After we do this. God bless y'all. Okay. Thank have you. a blessing. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Great decoration. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Miss B. Good morning, Miss B. Good to hear you. I heard Amazing the declaration, Dion. It's pretty. I love hey, it. Good morning. This is Courtney. Hey, Courtney. Good morning. Good morning, Mrs. Hey, good morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning. It's Gloria. Hey, Gloria. Good morning. Good morning. It's Natasha. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Pash. Morning. Good morning, Juanita. Hey, Juanita. Good morning. Morning to you. Morning, family. It's Shell. Hey, Shell. Morning. Good morning. Hey, Ruth. Good morning. Peace and love. Good morning, Saints. Positive declaration. Amen. Good morning. God bless you all this morning. Good morning, Brother Jill. Good morning. Good morning, Dion, and good morning, everybody. It's persistent. Hey, persistent. Good morning. Good morning, D. It's uh, me and Kim (laughs) Bean. Hey, good morning, you and me. Hi, y'all. Good morning, Mr. Nice. Hi, Mr. Nice. Hey, good morning. Good morning, it's Kate Killer Kedra. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. I heard about four people. Good morning, guys. Sonia, good morning. Magnificent. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning, Magnificent. Good morning, Sylvia. 
Anybody else? Good morning, Diamond in the back. Uh, rooftop. Morning. Hey, Amen. Uh, Rita, go ahead, babe. Praise God. Good morning, everybody. I have to say, today's declaration was fine. I often think about your baby, and I didn't know exactly what happened, but today I know what I've been praying for. And it took me back when I had my son. He had to have surgery. He was about two days old and what I went through. So I know it's a process, and you got to have God to hold on to because you lose your mind. But yeah. Yesterday, Reverend Kathy, she is still bubbling over with me today. Yeah. I woke up yesterday at 4.30 yesterday morning, and I was praying. Then I got on the prayer line. Then I did some ripping and running, and then I went to uh, my church for a feeding ministry. She carried me all day. Amen. The Lord was blessing in our feeding ministries in those uh, homeless tents. It was so beautiful. And I have arthritis real bad in my legs, and I have to sit out. My friend gave me, um, I have some medicine to rub on my legs. She said, you ain't going to be in no pain. And she kept checking on me. We went from a homeless tent to homeless tent. She said, how you feel now? I say my legs are still hurting. She said, you couldn't prove it by me the way you're walking around. I was on my feet. All day yesterday, I was blessed without my walker. Amen. When I got home last night, I couldn't even move my legs. But Uh. I was so full and I was so blessed until I didn't even care. I went straight to sleep. Amen. Woke up this morning in time for you. (laughs) So I had a blessed day. And Reverend Kathy, whoever you are, Keep up the good work because your spirit was on mine all day yesterday and it's still bubbling over today. Amen. So I thank y'all. Declare victory because you are a blessing to some of us that's sitting out here that can't sleep at night and having problems. I thank you because you came in my life when I need you. Sometimes you have to go outside your comfort zone to get comfort. But I thank y'all. Keep the good work up and I'm, in, I'm still bubbling over. Have Amen. a blessed day. Amen. That's that's a beautiful thing. And yes, she out she not only did she deliver, but listen, listen, that 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 we call her fire in the hole. And she was absolutely that on yesterday. I thank God for her life. And again, if if it blessed you all, it's the official Rev R E V K. That's her cash app. So just kind of FYI, um, if any of you are still swimming in the residue of yesterday's share, it's always good to sow a seed in words that have that kind of power in your life. It's just kind of the fly thing to do. Not declare victory, three of K, three of K. Amen? Amen. Anybody have any questions, comments, commentary, anybody? morning this is sister lisa great decoration i thank you so much for your share uh how god is now that i know the order 
how God is getting me my heart cleaned out um, and, and not holding on. Like I said yesterday, oh, God, I had a breakthrough. And I thank God, you know, as um, now that I see when I had to unplug my son, that I have a different heart and it. it's a, like a peace that I used to say, why me, God? Why my child? No, no. Why not me? Because it has, now that I know the order, he's getting my heart and my mind cleaned out that I love myself, that they do my testimony. He has saved me through death. I have escaped death. And he has brought me to now being on this clear victory. I thank Stephanie for introducing me to it. Before that, I started to turn back and go back on drugs. And then I said, no, no. If the spirit came in me and said, you cannot go back. And I thank God that he's shifting me right now. And my heart is cleaning out by writing in my journal and looking at that testimony and thanking God that I could love me and love others again. And I had to go back. And he, I was out of order for a minute. I had to go back and ask for forgiveness to the people that was out there with my son in San Rafael. And I thank God that I did it. I didn't want to do it, but the series that you need to get in order that I know that the order is now. And as I just thank God that I'm thirsty for his word to be in my heart and my mind. And I'm just so grateful this morning that I have a peace now that I can do this. I can keep going. And I just thank every last woman on this call, you know, for your tools of order, because now I know what the order is. And I just Amen. thank you. And then also this morning I drove from San Francisco at 4 o'clock this morning. <laughs> thank you, Lord. And my cousin is going in labor today. I'm going to have a baby girl. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I'm down here with her, going to the, uh, the hospital with her so she can have her little girl. So I thank God that he's getting me in order. He just gave me an order to, you know, for myself and also for my family. And I just thank God. So keep us in prayer that all her labor, everything goes well. And that I'm just, and the cursing, it has left my body. I, I tell you, I'm not like a road rage. I used to be cussing people out, and, and then my grandson, I had to ask you, I was sorry for sending him through what I sent him through. He has born, that's all he heard. So I just thank yeah. you, and I love every one of you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Lisa. We're proud of you. Keep going. My God, my God, my God. I, I just can't believe I could be. Uh, and he's cleaning his heart out. That's how he's shifting. Amen. I can yes, feel the and tugging, and then the enemy trying and to get gonna, me. And it's going to keep going. It's going to keep going. Amen. Amen. Thank you Thank for sharing. You, Lisa, Thank we you, love Lord. you. Is there Thank anybody you. else that may have something to share this morning? Hey, Lady D. This is Bubbly. Hey, Bubbly. Uh, uh, good to hear you sound. You have absolutely blessed me. I remember when all this, all the, this, um, all of the went. Okay, slow down there. When all of this started with, um, why can't I not remember this? This I, 
I remember that I was still working. And, um, you know, we had our prayer moments, you know, when we were praying. And I didn't even realize it's been five years. It's been five years. And look at God. I just want to just thank God for you being you through it all, through it all. And through, through it all, what you've been going through reminds me and lets me know that everything that I'm going through has <laughs> been ordered. And that I still hold on to God for my um, situation and circumstances and that God, no matter what it is, that God has me. He will continue to keep me. I continue to trust him. Your declaration inspired me to continue. And no matter what it looks like, just keep going. Keep holding on to God's unchanging hand. And be praying for you as we go through your day. And I just love you guys. And be blessed. Going back on me. Amen. Love you too, Bob. Hey, D. Hey. So I'm excited because you know you know I take pictures. I capture memories of memories of everything, and so I was a little sad because Kayla is starting kindergarten. But then when the pictures came up and we were at size graduation and Kayla was the baby, and I was thinking about just how good God has been. And when you were talking about um, side crossing the stage, and now he's you know, where we are today, and he's back driving and everything, and the report of the Lord today, I already know how phenomenal it's going to be because how God is. He He did it before, he'll do it again, but your strength and the way you told the story, like, oh, my God, I even thought about Demetrius, my baby, that it didn't get to see this world. It just all tied it up for me, sis, this morning. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your strength. And as you were telling that story, I thought Tan was speaking because it was so, you know, how colorful her stories are. I, I was with, it was just amazing. I don't want to talk too long because I don't want to get muted. But thank you. And I'm excited about the report today being a good one. So love you, sis. And just keep on walking it out for us. We love you. And Maddie said good morning. Morning, Maddie. Didi's on message, yeah. Um, this she uh-huh. oh, I <laughs> um I just um so appreciate the way you painted the picture of how the little things didn't stop the purpose of how, you know, the the time for breastfeeding and whatnot, none of that stuff mattered for the purpose of what the for what the purpose was. That was so amazing. I said, Oh my God, where would that come from? The Holy Spirit will will give revelation or insight or clarity just so we can get the picture of it's so much bigger than the little things. So I always say that because it is, it's the little things that deter us, the little things, the little foxes that spoil the vine. So just to see that and for you to bring that out, I love you, sis, always lifting you up and you know, we got you. We got you. Yes, ma'am. If I don't know nothing else, that I know. Good morning, Dion. This is Juanita. Um, I thank you for your declaration. Um, and I'm always um just like a shell, I guess that's who was speaking. Um, said, you know, always praying and um praying for your family and everything. It was good to know the report. So and I just thank you for the way um you declared on this morning, um, with the story of Moses. So 
Um, I just want to let you know I love you and um, thank, um, and I thank God for you. Amen. Amen. I love you too, Juanita. Thank you for sharing. Anybody else? Y'all know I will hand y'all some time back so fast, so fast, quick. No, no, really. Um, I, I am going to hand you some time back so uh, that we can prepare to to leave out of here to get to the hospital on time. But I, I want to say this. there, There is nothing in life that is coincidental, guys. Nothing happens by accident. Nothing is happenstance. It's all already preordained. And um, that that story is probably one of the greatest demonstrations of what it looks like to be preordained, like Moses couldn't die until it was time. And when you understand that, and for real, you wrap your mind around that being the truth and the reality of, of life, that nothing happens accidentally, nothing happens kind of, sort of, that all things are orchestrated and designed for your life specifically, even your trouble, is crafted. Now, I, I won't say that about things that are self-inflicted, the things that, that we do that we, we play ourselves, but it is still, get this, it's still part of what's been ordered. I don't, I don't believe even our bad choices, our bad decisions will change the fact that our life has an instruction that hovers over it waiting for us to agree with what has been predestined. And I think that, you know, can you imagine the decision-making process Moses' mother had to use as to how to um, care for him, as to when to release him, as to how to even make the basket that would keep him alive for such a time as he was um, exposed to, to being potentially a casualty, right? And so I think when you start to understand that nothing can happen that's not supposed to happen, guys, um, every single thing, even the things that make you uncomfortable, even the things that make you sad, even the things that make you angry, it is all part of the process, which is why I say process, preparation, Position, promise. Let me say that again. Process, preparation, position, promise. If you understand that that's how the order of all things work, (laughs) in an effort to get you to the place that you are promised, It will change how you respond to situations and circumstances. It will alter how your heart is postured as you go through even fiery trials. They don't come to kill you. They come to refine you. They come to set order, right? They are ordered and they come to set order. So don't be alarmed. Find yourself when you are in a situation where there's a a place or a point of pressure that makes you uncomfortable. I dare you to open your mouth and say, even this is ordered by God. I'm going to trust you. 
I'm not going to trust my emotions. Because, see, she, she could have been like, honey, I've been over here nursing this baby and taking care of this baby. I'm not giving you this baby. Nope, nope, nope. That ain't happening. <laughs> right? But she was sharp. She, she knew what time it was. So allow God to refine you in your trouble, um, that he will get the glory out of your life in such a way that it will revolutionize nations and generations to come, not for anything other than that he would be praised. Amen. Amen. Can I say something? Good morning. Absolutely, Pammy. Go ahead. Hi, this is Sylvia. Um, I wanted to say, um, hi, thank you for your declaration. As I was commuting from Vallejo to San Francisco, I was able to listen. Um, And I think something I just want to say real quickly. um, My daughter just turned 37 in April. Um, This same daughter who... um, you know, had went through some trials, um, you know, uh, really bad domestic violence in the city of New Orleans, uh, prayed and prayed until she was ready to leave. And she did finally come. Uh, God got her back home safely after a few years. And then um, the way this has been ordered is she met a, a man in Oakland, wonderful, best best man I've ever seen, who um, became her husband, he's a Oakland police sergeant, and this is all ordered. This man literally like loves this this woman, loves her, takes good care of her. And right before the wedding, they had a big wedding, right before the wedding, she was diagnosed with multiple cirrhosis. And I was listening to you and I've heard you a lot about Josiah and your testimony with your son. And even though she was sick, when she was a baby for like weeks and weeks in the hospital, but that passed. But the order was, although she was diagnosed with this chronic illness, God sent her a helpmate. He already had it all set up that he would send this man who would take care of her no matter what physically, I mean, wash her up, whatever she needs to this day. And so, you know, and, and had it to where I end up living like, five minutes away. So when he's at work, I'm right there or regardless, that's my baby. So I just wanted to do, give that testimony that, you know, she just graduated, got her bachelor's about three weeks ago, last month um, that she'd been working on since 18 uh, years old. And I just want to say that every, I, I believe everything is ordered. Everything is written. Even the things that are uncomfortable, that God has it all planned and it's all in his hands the way that it worked out. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Well, congratulations uh, to your baby. And um, thank you for sharing that story. I thank God for uh, you sharing hope this morning. Listen, it's it's the truth. It's all ordered. Good morning. Hi, this is Danielle D. Good morning. Good morning, Declare Victory. Hey. Give me your four P's again, please. I'm going to share that with my child and my some younger kids in our family. What were your four P's again? You said position. Hello? I, I think they were process. I'm sorry. Preparation. Yeah. Go ahead. Process. Preparation. Go ahead. Provision. Position. Promise. A provision. Position. Position. Process. Mm-hmm. Pre- 
physician promise. Okay. Yes, ma'am. And and let me let me let me give you how I'm sorry, I didn't realize my phone was on mute. I was just talking, D. Um okay. so so in order for you to even begin a thing, I, I and and I wanna paint it like this. I can see Moses's mother as she has her baby in her womb, thinking to herself, "What am I going to do to make sure that my son is not a casualty of the process?" Right. So she had to process mm-hmm. that information first before you can ever do anything. You for real, you got to process. Uh, you you got to be able to see mm-hmm. the end before you even start the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what happens is. It begins, if you process effectively, it'll start to relocate you in the spirit. Yes. It'll start to relocate the heart. It'll start to help you reallocate your emotions. So so now mm-hmm. I'm I'm extremely unbothered by much stuff, like for real. Me too. I agree. Heck I unbothered. Be like, oh, mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. And and even this time in the hospital was very very different. Or this time during during treatment, when I tell you unbothered, I don't I don't even have no word. It was a kind of piece that I I can't even formulate a sentence to articulate how peaceable the situation was. Uncomfortable for him, but. That that the boy never complained, ever, not one time. This time was very different, and I, I watched God do something in me that I hadn't seen before. And so, that that whole positioning is probably key to even beginning to prepare for what's next, right? So, because she released the baby, she was not only open and available to nurse him. But she knew that when it was time to hand him over, she had what it took to do so. If she was willing to put him in that Nile where she didn't know if he would even make it out or the alligators would eat him or the water would be contaminated to make him sick. None of that happened. He he mm. overcame the odds. And so now here she ha- is preparing him for the next stages, and she delivered him into his promise. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Thank you, baby. I appreciate Amen. it. Love you and love you all. Love you more, sweetie. Have a great day. You too. Hey, hey Dion. This is Lavina. Real hey, quick. Real quick. What is so awesome? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. God is a God of order, and he does everything so strategically. And even in her um, putting him, in the um in the ark it it had to be made out of even the special materials and everything where the water would not even consume him but i said all that to say because you mentioned water a couple times that he was drawn out of the water god had me praying this week for amniotic fluid mm. and the multiple births that are gonna bust forth in the sun uh-huh. on what he is doing in this in this realm that he has his people in now, because the amniotic the amniotic fluid is so significant. It has to be just the right amount. It cannot overflow and it cannot go under, but it has to be at a certain level for everything to come into the fullness. So I just wanted to share that that God is awesome. Love you, sis. Awesome declaration, and I can't wait to hear. Hallelujah. 
Listen. That it is written. <laughs> it is ordered. How about that? Yes. Yeah, right, right. That part. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, hey, it's Christian. This is Sonia. This is Sonya. okay. Krishanda, you go right after Sonia. Go ahead, Sonia. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a, I'm just gonna end that on uh, Sister Mama Lavina. Pitch in, pitch out. Blood in on the inside, blood on the outside. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Amen. Hey, it's Krishanda. Um, I continue to lift up you and Josiah, believing God. When you said that you were, um, when you said that we should begin with the end in mind, the vision, um, I heard set your face like a flint, which is Isaiah 57, prophesies uh, the resolute nature of Jesus to face the cross and attain the glory set before him. For the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I am not disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall be, I shall not be ashamed. Um, flint, the back lines running through the bone, colored rock. That's Isaiah 57. He'll continue to pray for you, and I know God's going to make a way in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I agree. Amen. Anybody else before we go? Uh, who was that? Lisa? Lisa might be in the bathroom. V, let her go first. I am. I'm in the wrong one. Somebody else will come in here. She didn't help me. I just got to get it out. You know, of course, we absolutely do have your back because just, you know, what else are we going to do? Right? And we thank God for nephew and the call and the plan that God has on his life. It's amazing while we're looking at everything. I'm reminded of so many stories in the Bible that talk about the timing of God because our steps are ordered. And as our steps are ordered, his timing is sure. And it's amazing that if we would remember in his time, not ours, those steps are going to be fulfilled. It can help us to endure while we're going through. So I was thinking about Hannah, right? Remember Hannah, she wanted a baby more than anything else. She wanted to die. And Benina was mm-hmm. taunting her. Her husband couldn't give her what she wanted. He was better to her than ten sons, all that stuff. And when she got her baby, finally, at God's appointed time, she was willing to give up the things she desired so much because God answered her prayer, and she received what she wanted. And even still, when she had that baby, she didn't hold on and cling and try to smother him. She gave him over to Eli, went to visit him every year, according to different texts and different words, made him a coat every year, did something, took him because she wanted a son so bad, she was still willing to give her son up, Samuel, for God, to be one of the greatest prophets that we now can pattern our lives from. Isn't that amazing? It was God's timing because God knew that Samuel needed to be born at a certain time for certain people, the children of Israel, so that he could be the prophet to the nations at that point, to that nation. At yeah. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, mean, I mean, that's the key, is. though. It's yeah. understanding that it's preparing each of us for something different. And, yeah. and when you embrace the pain of the process and don't consider it robbery or don't consider it, 
you know, that God is is punishing you per se. That's not that's Mm -hmm. not what it is. You know, and originally I felt like I had done something or you know what I mean? Like I just just keep it one hundred. I didn't understand that it was God working things out for a a specific cause. And, you know, you you guys will be surprised at the the testimonies of, you know, just people being encouraged and, and, and how he has made me who I'm supposed to be through pain. Straight up. And so here's that other P, that perspective. We can look at it one way or we can look at it God's way before purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and when you when you get that, it changes everything. When you get yeah. that it changes everything. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Amen. Um yeah, this is Juanita again. I just um wanted to kind of give a brief testimony. Um that, you know, twenty nineteen is when I was out here as a traveling um therapist and um you know, California was really gave me a better connection or stronger connection with God is where I really know why I was out here by myself. If it could make and, it. Huh? Oh, okay. And um anyway, um, you know, and then I went home in twenty twenty, I know we even talked and you said, you know, you'll be back. You know, I didn't think I would but Anyway, making a long story short, 2020, I didn't work, didn't really have a job in Illinois, where I'm from. My home, my I have a home there, everything. Um, just was working here periodically here and there. And then went to Texas, where my son lives, and said, well, this is going to end up being my home. I'm going to live in Texas. I had three job offers on my way there, or before I went there. But when I get there, those offers, just really, they they said they were looking for work for me, and you know I was hired, but I really didn't work but a few hours um, every now and then. So it really wasn't working out for me in Texas because that's where God didn't have me. God didn't want me to be there, evidently. But um, I married someone from Richmond, California, in 2020, in the end of 2020. And he lived in California, and I was trying to have us all both to move to Texas, but that didn't work out. So I am back in California in the Bay, been working ever since I've been out here in April, the end of April, and uh, so I'm here to say. Well, welcome home. That's that is God's order. <laughs> Listen, you, and you better follow him. Listen, you better follow his instructions, lest you be shamed, child. <laughs> well, welcome home. We're glad to have you, Amen. and thank and glad glad to have you here. Amen. 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 Anybody else? Do y'all know you got to get over that bridge? But I just want to um, piggyback on Lisa and Hannah and um, and Moses' mom and how God honored their um, that they they their vow to him that they didn't deviate from the plan. So that part right there, pouring over you, his anointing and your blessing. Be encouraged, sis. I love you. Amen. I love you, too, sis. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Amen. All right, guys. I would say anyone else, but for real, I need to get up, get out, and get something. 
and, and get moving. I pray that something was said just to encourage you to know that nothing is accidental. All things are working for your good. And I assure you, if you agree with the plans of heaven, it will absolutely bless you indeed. Amen. Amen.